Welcome to episode 32 of Trust the Process with Lex and Jen. I'm Jen. And I'm Lex. (laughs) Uh, Well, here we are, continuing on our series. (laughs) I know. And can I just say episode 32? I know I say this basically every episode, but wow, time is flying. I know. Oh, and I will say every single time I look at that fun little logo, it makes me smile. <laughs> so hopefully you guys love it just as much as we do. Yes, we just absolutely love the drawings of us and all the fun colors. It just really embodies the both of us. So go give our friend Lizzie some love on our Instagram at Trust the Process Pod and check out the rest of her work. Yes. <laughs> Lizzie some love. (laughs) That made me laugh. I love that. So like Lex said, we're continuing our series. Um, We're kind of continuing the conversation from last week's episode into this week. So we're all recording it at the same time. So we're going to skip the positives from this week because it would be the same thing. (laughs) It hasn't (laughs) happened yet. (laughs) It has not happened yet. It is a week from now. But yeah, we just thought we would continue the conversation because last week we talked about toxicity in the workplace. That was episode 31. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. Yes. And we dove into different things we had to witness and what we had to go through and how that made us feel. So you know, we're just here to support you guys. So if any of that, you know, hits home for you, feel free to take any of what we use to help us get through that situation and, you know, work with that and see see what that does to help you out. But at the same time, if you have questions, feel free to still reach out. We'd love to try to, you know, extend a hand and help out more. <laughs> yes, but again, as a disclaimer for every episode we've done on this topic, we are not professionals, so you can take our advice with a grain of salt. We are just sharing our experiences, and maybe that will help you. We are not here to give professional advice. We definitely recommend going to see a therapist or a counselor or somebody that you trust if you are going through hard times like toxicity in your life. Yes. So, shall we jump in, Jen? (laughs) Sure. I think this week we really wanted to talk about toxicity in your personal life, whether that be relationships or friendships, because I know both Lex and I have experienced both of those in both of our lives. Yeah, and as much as I feel like we're so over this stuff now, it's good to talk about so others can, you know, hear that they aren't alone. Exactly. Um, But I do want to start off the conversation by saying Lex and I have the healthiest, best friendship. So this absolutely has nothing to do with us. It's just shitty people that we've had to deal with in the past. I'm just going to say like whether that be high school or college. So and even after college, we've, you know, adult friendships can sometimes turn toxic. Oh, yeah, for sure. But Jen, start us off this week. (laughs) I think something that's pretty popular on social media is people talking about you know toxicity in 
relationships, like romantic relationships. I have dealt with periods of toxicity in relationships in the past. Um, I cannot sit here and say that I have been in a toxic relationship, but you know, I have had to deal with a lot of, you know, toxic traits from guys that I've dated, especially in high school. But it's, you know, I'm not trying to invalidate my feelings or my relationships from high school, but everything is just so much more immature back then. And, you know, (laughs) it's a lot more angsty and it's, It all feels like a much bigger deal than it actually is when you're in the moment, when you're a teenager. Um, But, you know, I feel like I put up with a lot of stuff from people that I shouldn't have, whether that be romantic relationships or even friendships. Um, High school was tough and there were some toxic traits that I recognize now. Well, let's compare like... When you say friendships, I feel like sometimes people might not realize like a friendship can be toxic. How would you say things popped up for you that you now realize like "Mm, that wasn't healthy? As I've talked about on the podcast in the past, you know, a lot of times when I was growing up, like throughout high school and stuff, I really, really wanted a best friend and I really stretched myself thin and did everything I could to be absolute best friends with some people who didn't deserve to be my best friend. And, you know, that was a little bit, I, I was toxic sometimes when I was in high school friendships um, because I just, I expected so much out of other people and I really relied my happiness and my emotions on other people so plot twist I was the toxic one in that case (laughs) but it's cool that I could recognize that now toxic friendships in general um could be from either side well that is good I'm glad you you know can see that now and it's big of you to be able to be like yeah okay so I wasn't perfect either because I don't think any of us are we're human we're not supposed to be perfect so you know it's tough to admit moments like that like ooh, it was actually me but like that's good I'm glad you've recognized that and you've clearly learned from that to know how to be a better person yeah because when you learn from it you have better experiences better friendships moving on because like we said in the last episode everything that we learned about from our toxic workplace we learned from and now we're in better places we knew what to look for in a healthy work environment And I feel like that's the same for your personal life. You know, I knew what I was looking for, for a healthy friendship and for a healthy relationship. It's important to go through those tough times if you're faced with them. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you say the difference was when it came to like romantic relationships for you? It was basically the same thing. Like, I... I guess it was a form of codependency. I really relied my emotions on other people, which is so unfair to other people and like the guys that I was dating and stuff. And I definitely learned from that. And it's a hard thing that I'm 
still working through, but I've definitely grown from that. But it's an unhealthy thing to not have boundaries. So I think establishing boundaries makes it a lot less toxic and more of a healthy situation. And I'm so thankful that I've learned what that is. I love that. Boundaries, yes, (laughs) they are a must. Totally. And know what you're going to put up with before you start dating somebody is my biggest piece of advice, I think, is know and stick with it. Like, write it out even if you're a visual learner. Like, write, like, I should never accept this and I should never accept that and save that so whenever you are in a relationship and something happens look back at your list and like remind yourself oh yeah (laughs) I said I'd be better than this you know and don't be afraid to stand up for yourself in situations like that but Lex I know in the past you have dealt with toxicity in relationships tell us a little bit more about that it's sad to say i didn't recognize it (laughs) at first it's tough sometimes yeah until i was out of the situation i really truly thought it was fine and i never thought i was gonna ever be somebody who thought that like i always heard of situations i literally for goodness sakes listened to podcasts about gaslighting yet here i was um (laughs) so I don't know. You can prepare yourself all you want, but sometimes, like, you have to see it firsthand, I guess. But with that being said, yes, my past relationship, I was also, I want to say, I think distracted in a sense, dealing with the work toxicity that I didn't even think it would be in other places in my life. But yet I was dealing with it in two different aspects, you know, Um, which is sad and it happens. But in truth, like, there were just situations that I remember bringing up, like, my feelings, for example. Like, ah, I feel, you know, sad that this happened, or I wish um, when you're doing this that you would just put your phone down. And then it turned into a whole accusatory, I'm working, and I can't believe you'd say that because I'm just working really hard, and if I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't be able to pay for, like, trips we've been able to do, like, go to Atlanta, this and that. And in my mind while he's saying all this, I was, like, pretty sure I paid for half of that. Um, You know, I would think these things. Like, I paid for half that Atlanta trip, if not more, because I paid for the hotel. Um, Like, other things like that, I just remember literally being, like, okay, all you could have said was, sure, I'll put my phone down, or, hey, sorry, give me a second, I'm working on this, and then I'll put it down. That's all he had to say. Instead, it turned into a whole, but I remember that one time when I was telling you to do something, you were on your phone, and blah, 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 and just would push the blame, and it was just, like, such a fight. I just remember, I'd be like, whatever, sorry, like, whatever, and then I just would not want I had no energy at the end of dealing with work. I just had no energy to fight that. I just genuinely didn't. So I would just, whatever, it's fine. And I would just push it away and let that be. Um, But obviously that can, you know, get worse. (laughs) So it did. And I just remember stupid little arguments we'd have would turn into, well, if I'm going to do that for you, then you have to work out more you have to do this or you should offer to pay for more stuff and this and that like it just ended up being like a transactional thing and that's not what like love that's not what a relationship like a romantic 
situation should be. <laughs> it shouldn't be transactional. It should be respect on both sides. And I know that now, and I knew it at the time. I just didn't recognize this was a form of disrespect, you know? Yeah. Truthfully, I didn't bring any of that stuff up in therapy because I just was so focused on how to handle work <laughs> that I thought the relationship part was a-okay. So there were definitely things that I ignored and shouldn't have, but you know what happens. And if you're in that or you just feel drained in your relationship and at work or let's just say in just your relationship and you don't know why, think of things like, okay, well, what bothers me that so-and-so does? Okay, is that how I want to receive love? And truthfully, if you're like, no, that's not what I envision for my future husband or my future whoever to do when I'm upset, then, you know, put that in perspective. You're at that point dating. You're not engaged. You're not married. You don't have to put up with, well, even if you are married, you don't have to put up with something that's going to make you upset. Really, like, stand up for yourself. <laughs> that's, like, my biggest thing out of that. Like, he is not your boss at the end of the day. It's not a business partner. It's a relationship with two people. You know, I think that was the biggest thing that really started to bug me. Um, and just the little accusatory things of like, well, if I do that, you got to do this. Or, well, I just did this and this. What is your, what are you going to put forth? Like, it was just always something I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Can't you put like something that your significant other wants to do can't that be a priority and I feel like I always did that and I just never got any sense of you know anything in return out of that so safe to say when I started to recognize these things and I remember having conversations with you like you telling me like little things like "Ooh, I don't love how he did this in front of people and I would think about it and I'm like mm. he was literally so mean to you in front of your own friends not in front of his friends but he was mean to you in front of your friends yeah like I that pissed me off yeah and I am grateful that you said something because that made me think even I don't feel like I fought you saying like oh well he this and that like he's sad about blah 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 I think I remember being like huh I don't think I fully noticed, but I'll keep an eye out for it. Thank you. Like, I think that is how I responded to it. Right. So trust your friends, I think, is also a big thing I'm trying to say, too, because truthfully, like, they care about your well-being and have an interest in you like you did for me in that moment. And I'm grateful for it because I feel like at that moment is when I started to fully allow myself to see through the, like, curtain that I was, like, covering all this stuff behind um and then truthfully like our nashville situation too helped me see things clearly and then you know ultimately broke it off with him but also in that conversation i just remember the power was absolutely stripped off of me and he tried to gain it for himself again so just little things like that it's almost like is it worth fighting at that point? No. Like, he is... I'm. This is a breakup, and he's still trying to, like, take control. Like, I literally was like, <laughs> I'm over this. I can't. But just be honest with yourself. What's going to make you happy? Because, honestly, that should be what drives what you do. 
you know, if you're not happy, then feel free to change that. You know, like you're not in a contract (laughs) in that sense. You're not married. Allow yourself to have some freedom and, you know, listen to your instincts. Yeah. And once you kind of realized he was a control freak, kind of a narcissist, how did you learn to deal with it before you decided it was the end? I hate to admit it, but I almost would, like I said, ignore it a little bit. Like I would just kind of tell him it bothered me. And when he would, you know, not validate that the feelings I had in that moment, he would just talk about how, you know, it's adding more to his plate because of I'm feeling this way. And I just recognized it like he was never raised with parents that truly showed him unconditional love because clearly if something upsets my parents for example if something upsets my mom my dad will even if he's like okay I don't understand why she feels this way he'll still be like I'm sorry like what can I like let you know I hear you I'm sorry you feel that way what can I do kind of thing it's not like he would continue to make her feel like crap (laughs) you know like it's not like I don't know when you think of somebody you love feeling bad you don't want to make them feel worse no and I feel like that's what was happening like so I just remember I did everything I could to show that unconditional love and when clearly it wasn't seen that way and it was seen as almost me being probably a pushover I stopped giving that and I think that's when it turned cold. Like, that's when I noticed that bigger change. So feel free to take a step back and really analyze the situation. Because, again, I didn't have a therapist for that. I had friends that cared <laughs> enough to bring stuff to my attention. But, yeah, my biggest piece of advice is just analyze everything. If you notice something you don't like, write it down. I remember doing that. I had a whole note on my phone whenever I was alone one night we had a fight um which again we never yelled it was always just like arguments that were he was just rude and transactional like it just again was almost like he was upset with a client is how I felt you know that's exactly how I felt it's not like he was yelling at me I will say he never really did that so I always thought these were healthy fights right wrong (laughs) they were not Um, But I would write things down like, didn't like this, didn't like that. And then even on good days, I remember reading through that note and I was like, oh yeah, like he did do that. He did make me feel like crap. And I do want somebody that would go out of their way to be friendly to random people, to be friendly to their waitress, to not be expecting of, you know, like a bartender, like to go up to, if a bartender hands you a water even, just to be like, oh, thank you so much, like instead of like take it and walk away and that's what he would do so like just little things like that I'm just like there is no respect in this man (laughs) like none so yeah just really analyze is what I'm trying to say yeah absolutely and like we mentioned in the last episode it's like you know you really try to hold on to those good moments just to get through the relationship or the situation or whatever But sometimes the bad just outweighs the good. And a lot of times that's okay because then you can leave. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can leave. 
Yeah, well, you're not under a contract for this, so take advantage of that and, like, leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times, um, I kind of thought of this when you were talking, it's like, hindsight is 2020. You know, you don't recognize a lot of what you learn when you're in the moment, and that's something that's completely valid and something to keep in mind as you go through life. It's like, man, I wish I hadn't had made that mistake or had done this or whatever. How are you supposed to know? And especially in these kinds of relationships, if you don't have people giving you their perspectives, like their outside, sometimes unbiased perspectives, Mm -hmm. how are you supposed to know? You know what I mean? Because it's all you know. Don't beat yourself up for something that you didn't recognize in the moment. Just be grateful that you learned from the experience. Yeah, and going off of that, like, please listen to your friends. They love you and care about you. They're not trying to wreck something good. They're not. They're just trying to make sure you are happy, you know? And I feel like that's where you were coming from in that situation. Like, what would you say as a friend you saw those bad things happening. Oh, yeah. Um, were they the most abusive? No, but they were still bad regardless. It wasn't something that you'd want something like that to be happening to your best friend. So, like, was it hard for you to turn to your friend, being me at that time, saying, like, listen? <laughs> no, it wasn't hard because, you know, I truly, truly care for you. And I was just seeing how badly this random ass man was treating my best friend and I knew that you deserved so much better so I did not want to be overbearing but at the same time I wanted to let you know that I cared and that I knew deep down you weren't being treated right I was an ass to him a lot <laughs> too once I started recognizing those signs you know I'm like I'm not letting this jerk like treat my friend like this so I mean I gave it right back to him because sometimes you know and in, in your position it might have been hard because it's like you don't want to start an argument with your boyfriend like all that I don't care he's not my boyfriend I'll like I'll start some drama like you know I don't care no I I tried to be as respectful as I could but sometimes it got to a point where I was like look I'm not letting this jerk like treat my best friend this way yeah and I do appreciate that like so 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 much I know I've told you that but like I will forever be grateful you said something to me because a lot of people didn't they just thought like ah she'll figure it out on her own like I had so many of our friends afterwards say like ah we didn't like him anyway this and that it's like why the heck did you not tell me that like I am not somebody personally that would have a friend come to me and I'd be like no no he's great like blah 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 like I would have been like huh interesting I know you care about me let me check into that and confirm (laughs) you know like I just don't understand the people that would, you know, like, I get standing up for the person you love, quotation marks, but, you know, like, it's okay to just listen, hear people out, and be like, huh, interesting, you know, like, listen to your friends, ugh, I can't stress that enough. (laughs) And how do you think you would have reacted if, let's say, tables were turned and it was me coming to you in, like, a moment like that? Like, do you think you would have handled it the same way, or do you think you would have been the one to be like... No, no. (laughs) I think knowing that everything that I've been through and everything that I've learned up to this point, I would have definitely appreciated it. 
um, and would take it to heart. I know a boyfriend I had back in the day, back when I was in college, my parents did not really like him at all, but they didn't tell me because it was something that I needed to figure out on my own. And it's like, well, this relationship would have ended way sooner had my parents, who I know love me and care about me and have my best intentions at heart, told me how they really felt. You know what I mean? Because they have the outside perspective that I don't have. So keeping that in mind, if I was dating somebody that was not treating me right, but I couldn't tell, and you were the one that came to me and told me, I would 100% respect that. And yeah, I would definitely do something about it. Well, good. (laughs) And that's what I feel like if anyone takes anything away from this episode, it's really just trust the people that love you and have loved you forever. Don't settle. But then also, even if you don't think you're settling, just listen to them, like other people around you. Write notes down. I don't know why that helps me so much, but like it did. Writing down like, I didn't like this. I hated it when this happened. Because then I could recall it later on because you do hold on to those moments of like oh but he was so sweet when he did this or he bought me flowers and that can be love bombing might I add like the little like you got into an argument he didn't care to hear your perspective still doesn't understand it pretty much admitted that he doesn't understand the why you feel the way you do and doesn't care but here are flowers it's kind of putting a band-aid over the issue like hello like do we not understand you know um but in that moment you're kind of like oh that's so sweet of him is it yeah (laughs) right exactly it's just cover up yeah that's what i mean right like band-aid it did nothing the flowers die (laughs) like the flowers die Mm. (laughs) but i do like flowers just from when they come from a good pure place (laughs) not yes not of uh you know I know this will make her happy, whatever. Like, no, dude. Like, I saw right through that one. (laughs) Well, I know where we want to take the series next is more so hearing from you out there. If there's some situation you've been through, whether it's relationships or work-related, feel free to reach out to us with, you know, a little statement of this is what I had to deal with. We'll read through them and then also, you know, say how we would have handled that situation or what stands out to us in that statement. Yeah, and just talk it through and see if we can offer any kind of words of wisdom or guidance based on what we've experienced in the past. We just want to hear from you guys. Yeah, for sure. We love you guys so much. And thank you for, you know, listening to our crazy selves talk about our lives. <laughs> yes, we definitely appreciate it worldwide. We love our listeners. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And if you wanted to keep up with us outside of the podcast on our social media, Lex, where can they find us? And that is at Trust the Process Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another week of our podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Lex. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)